Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. All right, joining me today, we, we've got a crossover episode with, with Rob Dostry, you know him, Field of 68, Top Dogs Podcast. Rob, welcome to, welcome to my podcast today. I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up. March is here. We're going to take is, over the garden is. again. You know how long it's been since we took over the garden? It's been oh, too long. I know. It, it's been way too long. I, I know everyone's excited to get there, but before we talk Big East tournament, I wanted to have you on to, to take a look back at this season so far, what we saw in the, in the regular season from this UConn team. So to start, Rob, I'm, I'm curious, based on the expectations and thoughts you had on this team heading into the season, how do you feel like the team performed uh, you know, to this point? More or less what I expected them to be, right? I, I think that if you came into the season with expectations above, okay, they could finish as a top 20 team in the country. Okay, uh, they're going to at least be in the mix for the Big East, uh, the Big East race, right? At least relevant in the Big East title race. They are going to have a chance to uh, put together a run and win a Big East tournament title. And they're going to get a seed that's good enough to be able to get them to the second weekend of the tournament if things kind of break well for them in terms of matchups. I don't know how much more you could have asked for. Now, Agreed. after after watching after watching them beat Auburn and after watching some of the performances earlier on in the season, uh, if you can say we could have been so much more in terms of what our record was, then I will give that to you. There were some frustrating yeah. losses, but I, I don't think that you could ask. If you just look big picture, I don't know what more you could have asked for than, than having a team that was good. That was entertaining. That has guys that can win you games. And that made us care again. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. I, that to yeah. me, That's the biggest thing. And, and I think one thing, when, when you look at the results this year, winner losses, every game, I think UConn was in it. I, I don't think there was any game where you could say like, hey, they had, they had no chance of winning it or, or they got blown out, which you, you've seen in the past few years, you know, a, a, a clunker or two. And I, I mean, a, a clunker this season is what? Losing by three at West Virginia or, or you know, losing by four at, at home to Providence. It, it seems like this team is definitely on the right trajectory for, for what you were expecting from them this year. You know what the the Big East uh, first team came out the other day. You saw Sonogo on there. You saw RJ Cole. As you look back on the team throughout the year here, who would you say uh, is your MVP of this UConn team this year? So I, I go back and forth on this. Um, it d- kind of depends on the way that you phrase it, right? Because I think they got a big three. I think their best player is probably Adama. Right. He's mm-hmm. the guy that, that is the easiest to scheme stuff for. I think that he is the anchor for the offense. I think that when he's playing well, he's more often than not going to be the best player on the floor. And I don't know if you could say that about some of the other guys on the team. I think that RJ is their MVP because without his ability at the point and the, the tough shot making that he can uh, that, that we've seen out of him, the clutch shot making that we've seen out of him. I mean, the, that shot sure. against Villanova is going to be an all timer. Yeah, um, it'll be up there like. It'll be that the Shabazz uh, shot at home. Um, it's going to be in the hype the, videos. Oh yeah, it's going to be that. That was a that was that was an all time moment for for RJ Cole, and that that's kind of I'm glad he got one of those. He deserved one of those for sure in front of in front of a packed bit. Like that was that was awesome. What a moment! Yeah. That was. Um, so RJ Cole to me is the MVP because I just don't know how you replace him. Um, and I think the the most important player, the guy that determines which UConn is going to show up, is Tyrese Martin. Uh, I mean, he's to me, he's the heart and soul of that team. When he's yeah. 
when he's dunking on people and he's flexing to the crowd and he's cussing out guys that he gets rebounds over and he's doing things like too little or he's flexing <laughs> or you got the, the, the goggles. Or like he's to got me, the air guitar going, yeah. Yes, when that Tyrese Martin shows up, then UConn plays the way that this team needs to play. Because like, let's be frank, right? This is not the most skilled team in the world. They're mm-hmm. going to win games because they're going to out-effort you, out-athlete you. Their physical tools are just going to overwhelm you. They're going to get to the glass. You're not going to be able to box them out. They have so many dudes that are just relentless on the boards. Um, and I think that 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 kind of – when they play that way, it comes from what Tyrese Martin provides. So I don't think I actually answered your question there. But I don't – it's – it's for all three of those guys, I don't think UConn could be what they've been this season without any of them. No, I, I think that that's a fair point there. And I, I think one thing that, that's going to be interesting heading into the Big East tournament and the NCAA tournament is Tyrese Martin not even getting Big East honorable mention. I, I mean, you, you talk about a guy that already plays with a chip on his shoulder. You throw that in there and, I mean, throw Tyrese in that pack UConn crowd at the Garden. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for him this week. Did you see Isaiah Whaley's tweet yesterday? Oh, no. What, what, what did he have out there? He, he uh, I can't remember who it was. But and I, I'm I'm gonna get it wrong because I don't have it in front of me. But he basically said, uh, "You guys messed up now." He, he was he was quote tweeting someone saying that Tyrese Martin wasn't on one of the uh, uh, the, the biggest yeah. all all conference teams. Like you guys, you you woke him up now or something. Let me see if I can find it so I, I know exactly what it was. But I saw that and I was like, "Oh yeah, here we go." Angry Tyrese. There's nothing yeah. better in this world than angry Tyrese. No, as, as soon as I saw the list out and then he wasn't on it, I'm like, I, I was just salivating at the idea of what he's going to do yeah. it. Do it. So the, the, the actual quote was, "Yeah, he's about to go crazy now." <laughs> ah, let's go. This is going to be fun. And you mentioned the big three that they they have here. And one thing that I think was interesting that you didn't necessarily see throughout most of the regular season, but you saw it in the finale against DePaul. And that's when RJ Cole has an off night. Other guys were able to step up and get the job done. And I think that's something I was looking to see out of this team throughout the year, because the team really has been, you know, how RJ plays really dictates how, how in a game UConn is in their chance of winning. What were your thoughts on, you know, them being able to to step up and albeit against DePaul, but a much better DePaul team than we've seen over the past you know decade or so here, still being able to pull out a win with RJ not really doing a ton. Yeah, I, we've seen a couple games like that this year. Um, I think defenses are going to start focusing on him. Um, well, I mean, look, it's not really a secret, right? You take away RJ, you get on his his left hand, you try to make him go right, and and people yeah. kind of know what the scout. There's there's no secrets in college basketball at this point, but um, I I think that. I think that the way to kind of get around that is is one, getting on the offensive glass, and two, when Tyler and Jordan make shots. Yeah. And when when you're able to space the floor and when you can't just throw bodies at RJ and throw bodies at Adama Sanogo in the post, like that's when it all of a sudden it becomes like, okay, what the hell are we going to do to stop this team? So, um, we're yeah, they need that. They, they need Tyler to get hot in, in Madison Square Garden. They need Jordan Hawkins to show up in Madison Square Garden. And if yeah. they do, this is like, this is, that's when UConn goes from being like a good, fun team that's going to be a pain to play against. And maybe they can grind out a win to being like, oh, okay, this team is dangerous. Yeah. And those two guys get going. I, I think Tyler Polly is the, the really interesting guy to me. And one thing I've noticed about his game, especially the past maybe three or four games, is I've noticed he's not just taking threes. Like he, he's driving to the basket. He, he's trying to add a little bit more to the, to his game. And I, I think that throws a little bit of a wrinkle 
in the scouting report, when you, when you think about Tyler Polly and, and what he can do, what do you think of seeing him be able to do some things on the court now outside of maybe just popping threes? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of what we've been waiting for, for yeah. basically his entire career, right? Like <laughs> he's, he's kind of the kid that, that quintessential catch and shoot guy. Yeah. Um, I do think he was settling at the start of the season. Like there was one point in the year where he was shooting like 26% from three on the season. And that's just, he's, he is, he's way, much better than that. He's way too good of a shooter to do that. And yeah. I think that it got to the point where he was maybe just relying a little bit on, okay, forcing, I got to get these threes up. This is what I am. I'm a three point shooter. So to me, that's a little bit of a sign of confidence, right? Like if you're, if you're doing something that is not your best skill, then it means that you're playing with confidence and, and yeah. you know, basketball is all about confidence. Um, so I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad to see him doing some of those things. And honestly, like, look, Jordan kind of is what he is at this point, right? I, I think that he is yeah. very much a freshman that is not physically ready for what you get in the big East. He's probably what 170 pounds soaking wet. Like that dude needs yeah. an off season and the strength and conditioning program. He needs to, you know, you got to get this guy some hot dogs or something all summer long, make him eat burgers, send him to McDonald's, <laughs> but like put 30 pounds of muscle on him, And all of a sudden we're talking about a kid that has a chance to, uh, be be a first round pick one day, but he's not yeah. there. He's just, I mean, he's he's a freshman. The freshmen are freshmen for a reason, right? So I think he'll get there. Tyler to me is the guy. Like if he's if he gets hot for a couple of these games in in, in Madison Square Garden in the NCAA tournament, that I mean, I'm that's when things get really exciting about what this group could end up being. Let me ask you this though. I, I'm curious, like what what would be a successful march? for you because i kind of go back and forth on, on on what it would actually be right like the, on the one hand this is yukon right we like, we, like we hang banners right but on the other hand it does feel a little bit like there was an era that ended with 2014 and this is a new like you're rebuilding this Build program everything I, yeah so what, it, would, what would be success for you I think for, for this team, if they could make it to the Sweet 16, I, I think you, you chalk it up as a successful season. I, I know to some that's probably underplaying what they expect out of UConn teams. But the fact this team didn't even win an NCAA tournament game last year, I, I mean, it, it seems like year in and year out uh, since Hurley's been there, they, they've taken those incremental steps and in building back to, to being a consistent team that can compete year in and year out. And I, I think that next step for them is to win a couple games in the tournament. I mean, I, I think sweet 16 probably seems to be fair, just given where they've been all year in terms of a, you know, top 17 to, to 25 team there and, and being able to be right on, on the verge there. They've shown they could play with these top teams in, in, in Auburn and Villanova. So I, I think depending on the draw they get, the bracket could open up for them. But I, I mean, I, I certainly have some teams based on the seed lines that I've seen that, that I wouldn't mind seeing them play. But I'm curious then to, to throw it back to you. Do you agree or are you looking higher than, than Sweet 16 for this team? I, I don't want to set my expectations on Sweet 16 or bust. So to me, it's win a game, right? Because in all yeah. likelihood, UConn's probably, end, unless they win the Big East tournament, we're probably looking at a five seed. Yeah. Maybe that last four seed. And even if you're there, like these are the teams that are in that five, six line right now on bracket matrix. Providence, UCLA, Illinois, Arkansas, Houston, Texas, and St. Mary's. If they're a five seed, they're going to get one of UCLA, Illinois, or Arkansas in the second round. And yeah. like saying our season being a success hinges on whether or not you beat UCLA, 
who brought everybody back from That's the final fair. four yeah. last year. Illinois, who just won the Big Ten regular season title and has an All-American at the five. And Arkansas, who has won 14 of their last 16 games and the two losses have been one possession losses and has an All-American league guard. Hottest team in the SEC and the best conference in the country. Like, if your definition of whether or not the season is, That's is a success yeah. is winning that game, like, like, man, we're asking a lot out of this group. So to me, win that first game. Don't get upset. Yeah. Two. No, I- Two, make a run in the Big East. Make noise in the Big East. Let's have a thriller with Villanova in the semifinals kind of a deal. To me, that's what it is. I, and I, look, honestly, I care more about going and winning the Big East than I would about getting to a Final Four at this point. You like, know what? I, I was I Part of, of me was thinking that the other day, and I was debating if I was going crazy thinking that, given the success you've seen out of this UConn team. But this really being the first Big East tournament where, where you got fans back and the teams competing with these top teams. I mean, you go on a run there, and, and I think nothing can really beat that. I mean, I, I think that might be the, the all-time satisfaction. All right, for, so for let, let me, I'm, I'm going to put this on you right now, Jared. You ready? You have a choice. UConn wins the Big East tournament or UConn gets to the Elite Eight. I'm not going to say whether or not they win that Elite Eight game, but you are going to – your choice is either they win the Big East tournament or a guaranteed trip to the Elite Eight. Oh, the... <laughs> you know what? This year, I think the Big East tournament might give me the most satisfaction. I, I, I really do. I mean, I, I think that. I mean, that means you're beating Villanova again, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, as long as you know nothing funky happens in the bracket there, and if I, you know, ultimately, I, I wanted this UConn Providence rematch that that hasn't happened all year. And if you could get that in the finals, I mean, I, I think that would probably be very satisfying to a lot of UConn fans. Can you can you imagine if it was UConn Providence in the Big East tournament title game in Madison Square Garden? I, it'd be insane. I I mean I, I'm already looking. I mean Thursday night I think is already going to, and we'll talk about this when we when we switch over to your feed for for the tournament preview. But you've got UConn Seton Hall Thursday night at nine thirty. I mean you got two fan bases close to the garden. That that place is going to be be chaos. Yeah, the the night session at the Big East tournament for Thursday, assuming that seeds hold, is going to be Villanova St. John's. Yeah. And UConn Seton Hall, which is go- like it's going to be a lesh, man. I'm I'm going to be there. I, I, yeah. I can't. I cannot tell you how excited I am to be back in that building again, finally. And it's been it's been too long since we were able to make the garden our home. It yeah, it really has it, been too long since, since we could make the garden our home. Exactly, and that's why, like this year, I, I feel like in particular the Big East Championship could mean a little bit more than than a deeper NCAA tournament run. Yeah, and look, we've. I don't want to say I, I would not be appreciative of getting to a final four, right? Like th- that's obviously yeah. the pinnacle of the sport. It's the best thing you could do. Imagining all of those UConn fans showing up for the live shows that the field of 68 is going to be doing in new Orleans is like, that's kind of, that's the dream, right? That's to have yeah. like a, a building full of UConn fans where I could sit there and drink beers with them on bourbon street. Like it, <laughs> it, it's not, it, it'll never get better than that. It doesn't get better drink, than that. Yeah. Drink, drinking beers and ripping shots of hot sauce. Like, is there, is there anything else <laughs> that you would want to do in New Orleans? Um, but the, the idea of beating Providence in Madison square garden in, in the title game of the big East tournament, like that, that that'd be pretty fantastic too. Uh, bottom line is this, right? I am so appreciative of of what UConn being back in the Big East means, of yeah. what Dan Hurley making this program relevant again means, of the fact that I we could sit here and have this conversation and not have it be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe they'll win the AAC as an eight seed. Yeah. But, you know, we yeah. got to get by Tulsa in the first round. Like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you, you take this 
every day, every day of the week. Um, I, I know we'll, we'll wrap with, with the regular season preview. So I, I've got to ask, looking back on, on the regular season, favorite win for you of the season? Villanova. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, 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 I thought there was like a 2% chance you maybe say Auburn, but just, just given how crazy that game was. But I, I, I think nothing can beat beating Villanova in front of 16,000 fans in Hartford in a crazy crowd there at I mean, the end the, like they did. The Auburn game might have been the best game of the season. Right. Like just yeah, college basketball, period. I don't know how many games are better, more exciting, more well played. The shot making, the insanity, like the the crazy twist. Remember, people forget Jordan Hawkins just dropped the ball at the end of an overtime and gave yeah. it back to Auburn inside the game. It was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> so it was uh that was that was that was an unbelievable game that probably uh set me back about five years in terms of how well my heart is gonna do when I get older. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, you, but they came back from four down with 30 seconds left. Yeah. Kamadi, Kamadi Young came yep. out of nowhere <laughs> to drop two beautiful plays. That building was rocky. They stormed the floor. Yeah. They stormed the floor in Hartford, <laughs> man. Like that, that I, I'm telling you that that's going to be one of the, I don't know if you do this, but there are times where I'll just go back and watch like the YouTube highlights of, yeah. uh, of Kemba Walker's run through the big East tournament or, uh, go back and watch just like, yeah, let's watch the last 30 seconds of, florida yukon or well let's let's go back and watch like this texas you whatever it is yeah like i'll go back and watch the youtube highlights of those games that's going to be one of those ones where i go back and i watch it and you're just saying to yourself like yeah remember when this happened remember how awesome this was that's an all-timer moment and i'm so happy that that like i said i'm so happy that rj was able to have that moment yeah and speaking of guys getting their moment too tyler polly's a guy who's been through thick and thin with this yukon team for him to get his moment in that game too and, and nail that huge three to, to keep them right, right in that game, I, I think was huge too. So well, I, I you think know what what the biggest think... problem there was the, the biggest issue with that win is that Kamadi's probably going to end up getting a job out of it at some <laughs> point. And like, we, we, we need to keep that man a secret for a little bit longer. Yeah. We, we shouldn't have let people know what he was. <laughs> no, no, I already, I already, uh, if you've been part of the Twitter spaces crowd here, you've already seen UMass is, is clamoring for him, but it, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. No, but, but I hope I, I hope he can do better than UMass. That yeah, <laughs> that U, UMass is where uh, careers go to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well, Rob, I, I appreciate you taking the time to hop on on Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast today to to recap this UConn season. I look forward to joining you on on your channel on Top Dogs to do some Big East tournament preview. Go Huskies! Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.